all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Let's go to Mark in Hamilton, Alabama. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning. I appreciate your program. Sure. Thank you for calling. What's your uh, question or comment this morning? I've got a little girl. She's 11. About two years ago, she had West Nile virus. And uh, I have long uh, been curious or concerned as to whether, uh, especially if it came to donating blood, is is her blood uh, uh, more preferable, less preferable, no difference? Uh, could you come on, come in on that for me, please? Sure. And you said how old was she when she developed the West Nile infection? I would say she was about nine. Okay. And how old is she now? She's 11. We had a rough night of it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so West Nile uh, can affect kids. Uh, kids are one of the special populations that we see some complications. And what we know now about West Nile is a lot of people get it. They're infected with it. Again, it's a virus. I think most people are familiar. It's a virus that's transmitted by mosquitoes from person to person. Uh, you can't really transmit it uh, from one person to another uh, uh, directly by direct contact or sneezing on them or anything like that. But it can be, you have to have that mosquito that picks it up. And of course, in the South, we have lots of mosquito problems anyway. Uh, with kids though, they can, uh, they can get anything from no symptoms at all. A lot of them won't even have any symptoms to maybe a mild fever. Some of them feel like they have the flu with body aches. They may have uh, a cough with that. And then some of them can have some other effects, and uh, we've had everything from neurologic complications to musculoskeletal complications, uh, memory loss. Most of the uh, cognitive uh, issues tend to be in those really, really young kids, uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not quite, you know, age 9 or 11, that's not quite in that age range. That Usually they do pretty well with it, but they can have problems later. And then older adults that are uh, immunocompromised, if somebody's on some medication that's going to decrease their immune system's response, that can also uh, put them at risk. So, uh, you know, most most kids uh, recover from this without any complications. We think at least that they have immunity to the virus uh, for an extended period of time that may be protective about getting it in the future unless something happens to their immune system to uh decrease uh, you know how well it works but most of the time they'll recover uh, fine without any long-term complications so as far as is uh, is donating blood usually after you're out of that acute period where you're you know the virus is in their system um, and uh, your body's not quite able to uh, develop the antibodies and all the immunologic reasons uh, all the immunologic things that it does to clear that virus from the system you wouldn't want them donating blood, and generally that's just when they have symptoms. But if, if, you know, if she's asymptomatic at this point, if she's not having fevers, now she may have some of the long-term complications, but that's not necessarily going to prevent her from being you know, able to donate blood uh, in the future. So it's not, the virus is not something that you carry with you for long periods of time. Once the symptoms resolve, 
it's out of your system. Your body's immune system now is able to fight that off, and uh, and you could donate blood just like anybody else. You know, there are some reasons, some viruses that you can contract that would prevent you from donating blood. Uh, you know, some of the, the main ones uh, that I think everybody's aware of is HIV, some of the hepatitis viruses, and those are on the, the questionnaires that they, they ask you. Of course, they will ask you if you have been exposed to West Nile or been in an area that has a high prevalence of West Nile, some travel outside this country uh, where not just you'd be exposed to West Nile, but other viruses or other you know, tropical infections that might be serious. Dengue is one. Uh, um, so the Zika virus, of course, is a big one that's uh, in the news right now. But what we know about sort of the immunolo- immunologic response to that is if you, you know, you're pretty healthy going into it, generally you do okay. Uh, and after it clears your, you know, clears your system, your symptoms go away, you should be able to donate blood. And that's a that's a big deal, donations of blood. You know, people worry about that. We always need more blood donations. And uh, if everybody donated blood uh, who could, uh, we would have absolutely no problems whatsoever. But uh, particularly for some of the rare blood forms, that's a wonderful thing that you can do to save somebody's life. So, uh, so I would say, Mark, you know, probably at this point, from a blood donation standpoint, should be fine. You know, in the future, it's a little bit young right now to donate blood, but that, that shouldn't be a problem unless there's been a, a major complication. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Sure. Thank you for calling. Here's Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Thursday mornings at 11 on MPB Think Radio. 